It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Tuesday, July 28th, and we've got a lot to talk about considering what's going on in all of sports. Everyone knows the Miami Marlins had several players test positive. I'm going to talk about what that means for football, especially also because the Steelers have their first positive test with cornerback or defensive back Arion Springs. However, I'm not alone. It's our good friend, Tony Serino, for a Tony Tuesday. Having some fun with him. We're going to talk about what happened with Fantasy Draft Friday last week, the standings with that, dig into the up to the, to the updated news. Then we're also going to be talking about the impact of what, may, what happens inside bubble sports compared to how the NBA and the NHL are handling theirs. Then the, the, we will get into the first few episodes of the NFL's Top 100 and how a Camry Hayward ranked 84th and where we feel about that. Then finally, we'll be talking about the salary cap and what's been revealed to us about how the NFL plans to move forward with their acknowledgement that they're going to be losing some revenue. It's going to be an action-packed show. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. It's a Tuesday, and it's not just any Tuesday, but it's a Tony Tuesday because my man Tony Serino is back on the show. Tony, how you doing, my man? You know, I have to agree with you, Chris. Tony Tuesday does sound a lot better than Tony Wednesday. I like it. Yep, yep. I'm glad that we were able to make it work this week around. I'm also glad that I laid the smacking down. In Fantasy Draft Friday. Thank you to all the voters. You guys got it right. Also, Joey. I called you Joey. Jeez. Because I look, that's not my fault. I was gone. Mm-hmm. I was about to mm-hmm. reference Joey. Anyways. Uh-huh. Joey came in second. <laughs> For those who don't know, I have called Tony Joey so many times. Too many times. Too, it's <laughs> Honestly, at this point, it's it's too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I Tony requested me. He told me he couldn't make the show. He said, hey. Can you get me someone good? So there's only two guests who have won a Fantasy Draft Friday so far. Yep. I had one of them on. I had Josh Taylor. Yep. I gave him to Tony, and he came yep. in dead last. <sighs> it was, uh, yeah, it's not looking good because now you've got, well, you got like a, a four-point lead now. So, uh, yeah, I'm fighting for second place at this point, I guess. And I got a pretty good – I think I got a uh, – I don't know. I, I, think I, I think I'll come in second, hopefully. Please, fans. <laughs> Not like this. I'm like the Golden State Warriors. I blew it. I blew a three-one lead. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but but yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it looks like we're still we're still gonna have some time to do this because practices don't even start for a True. while. Let, let's before I jump the gun here, let's get to our top news of the day. Tony, everyone's been talking about it, so I figured let's t- let let us at least address it and then take it where we need to go with the NFL. But of course, big news was in baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Marlins played. And afterwards, it's been shown that 13 uh, members of the Marlins team uh, split between players and coaches have tested positive um, for coronavirus. 
And because of that, uh, the Marlins home opener, which was scheduled to happen last night in on Monday, uh, mm. has it was it was postponed. And then also along with that, the Phillies were supposed to play the host, the Yankees. And that game was postponed on for Monday night. And uh, now baseball is in a frenzy because it's been found out that the Marlins knew that their players tested positive before the game. Yeah. And uh, now there's all this chaos with can any sport that doesn't have a bubble not, you know, actually function. But uh, what was your reaction when, when you saw this? Because to me, I was just like, oh, boy, this is exactly what we didn't want to hear. Right. Yes. My, my thoughts exactly, which is, oh, no, this is the worst case scenario for the NFL, right? Because they're going to try and do this without a bubble, right? You know, they're going to they're going to have teams traveling. They're going to do everything in the home stadiums, no fans. Or I guess, you know, I guess they're still talking about maybe limited fans of that, that idea. I think it's going to go out the window now. Um, but, yeah, this is this is exactly the, the thing you didn't want to see, especially in baseball and especially this early on, right? Because baseball was the first one in America to try and do this non-bubble version of a sports league during this uh, pandemic. And, you know, look, it took them literally three games into the season. And here we go. We got our first major uh, outbreak within the league now. You know, look, I, I've, I've said this before. I think all leagues need to prepare for the fact that they are going to have positive tests. And, yep. and you, you know, you, you're good. That's going to happen. Now, how do you respond there? Well, I mean, you know, if it's true that they did no going into the game, I mean, that's awful. Um, and really, it's setting themselves up for a, a thing where this is just going to spread and spread and spread. Look, they, they've already had to cancel games. Now, the Phillies can't play because how many of those guys are going to test positive now? And, and I think that is going to be very instructive to how this is all going to play out, which is how many of those Marlins players – pass it on to the to the, the Phillies and whatnot, and how long are those players going to have to sit out? And then, look, just as fans, look, the Marlins are not a team that were in contention for anything. So, you know, maybe this doesn't this doesn't blow up as far as the fan base. But, boy, I mean, look, let, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Imagine that the, that the NFL is going on and 14 Steelers players test yep. positive now. They've got to sit out for at least two weeks of the season. Is that a season we even want to watch? I mean, you know, you know 14 guys going, there's going to be many starters in there. Um, and this is going to be, you know, this is going to happen throughout the NFL. So I think that's what that, – that's, to me, the eye-opening part of this is how quickly this happened, right? We're talking about three games into the season, and this is already, you know, an outbreak. And then how many players it affected immediately? We're talking about 14 players on the Marlins. And then you, you start to think about how this is going to happen in the NFL where you know, there's going to – look, baseball is clearly more socially distanced than football is. Um, so how are the, how is the NFL going to prevent this from spreading between the two teams if they were to let a player play when, when they uh, – when you know, when they're positive with the virus and – um, and then, you know, how long do these players have to sit out? And, and again, you know, I mean, as a fan of, uh, we're trying to evaluate, you know, who are the good teams and whatnot. And so much of this is going to come down to like, which teams are, are least affected by COVID, which is, you know, I, mean, that, I think for us, it's just as fans who want to watch the sport. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like the worst case scenario. Now, here's the thing about that. This, this whole thing though, is this, the, this could work out if a few things happen. One, if the Phillies, do all their testing, and so far, at least of the testing, they haven't had anyone test positive yet. If the Phillies go through all their testing and only like a couple of their players and people uh, test positive, then it's like, okay, well, it didn't like ravage two teams. It just this right. one team got got it, and it, it's been handled as an outbreak, and it's officially been classified an outbreak. That's the other thing about this. Um, then I think that that bodes well for like, hey, here was here was something that happened, and. You know, we, you know, this was, this, this didn't get reported and these players shouldn't have been out there. Um, but still, it didn't devastate this, uh, this, the team that they played against. It might boost confidence that, hey, you, we, we can manage this. 
Um, but if, if if a lot of the Phillies start testing positive, like if they get around the same number, like eight players or something like that, I think that's going to be a very bad sign moving forward. Um, and meanwhile, on the flip side, you look at both uh, hockey and basketball, the NHL and the NBA, they, they're doing the bubbles and they've both gone through an entire week of testing negative with thousands of tests. They haven't had a single one yet test positive, though the NBA may see something different with, with uh, Lou Williams since he, uh, <laughs> he went and got some hot wings from yeah, Madrid, which is a whole different ball game. But yeah. Um, but I, you know, so I think there, this isn't, this isn't like a death knell. It's, it's just a warning shot. It's like, it's a, Hey, like, you know, we got to see how this plays out because the NFL, um, they're not doing a bubble. And if the ML, if MLB falls apart, then uh, it, it's not looking good for what the NFL wants to do. I saw some suggestions that maybe the NFL should try to do bubbles with maybe four different locations and split it up between eight teams. Um, and then teams can only travel to, you know, that way teams stay in their bubbles and then they just travel from those bubbles to other bubbles if they need road games. Right. Um, but ultimately this just, this continues to look like it's going to be, it, it's going to be a rough call. It is. And it's really, like you said, it's going to come down to whether or not the Phillies also test positive here because, yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario is that you have a, t- a team of players who have COVID play another team and then it spreads that way. And now you've got two teams affected by it um, because, you know, like you and I said, like there's going to be t- players that test positive. You just want to catch those before they ever get into a game situation. So it could be an isolated one to two players, you know, and we just, okay, we, we you know, we, we make sure that those guys um, are recovering, but, you know, doing so. Uh, in a in a safe environment where they're away from the rest of the team um, and, and just treat these all as isolated things. When, once you have it in a game situation and then it spreads so fast, then you're talking about, you know, I mean, look, I, I read some of the stuff today about the Marlins where, like, they just have to go out now and find, I mean, you're about 14 players on a baseball team. That's a significant part of the roster. They have to go out now and find, you know, they were talking about MLB quality players, which I know for the Marlins, uh, you know, is, is always what they're looking for. Yeah. But <laughs> – but uh, but no, I mean like that that's you know that's a legit thing here now. It's like this, this their team is devastated by this by by this pandemic, and so how are they going to respond? Um, and yeah, I think for the NFL, you know, you also talk about public sentiment here too, right? Because you talk about you know as much as this is going through the country now, and then the the amount of cases that the that the country is having total, and then you start to see this happen in in, in baseball, and it's like at, at what point does even the fan base itself turn on the idea of there even being sports right now? And like, hey, let's shut this thing down. It's not worth it. And we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But, uh, you know, how much further do we have to go? How many Phillies have to test positive before, you know, fans start to say, eh, is this even going to be worth it? Because I don't know if I want to watch replacement players playing while, while my guys are sitting out for COVID. Agreed. Um, another thing that came up as an update before we go to our first break here, um, <clears throat> and this wasn't necessarily a news thing. It just kind of flew under the radar. But uh, shout out to my guy, Matt Hanford. Uh he hit me up on Twitter. He's a good guy from England. He's a Steelers fan. Um, but he was letting me – he showed he shared with me uh, he had bought tickets to Steelers games, uh, a Steelers game here in Pittsburgh, and was planning a huge trip here. And uh, and uh, he got an email from Ticketmaster saying that all tickets are being refunded yeah. um, for Steelers games. So, um, so if you're a ticket holder and you haven't seen that email or you, you, you missed that email or you were thinking about buying tickets – be, be warned. Um, I don't think that means that they're definitely not doing tickets, but it seems that whatever system they had, you're going to have to, they're, they're, they're refunding everyone who paid already. And they're going to have a new system for how this works. If this even happens in the first place. So lots yeah. of changes going on right now. Um, I'm eager to see what MLB's response to this. I'm eager to see 
if the NFL tries to adjust their plans because of this, but so much hangs up in the air. Just, I think everyone just needs, needs to pay close attention to what happens over the next couple of days with this. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we're going to cut to our first break. We come back here. The debut of the NFL's top 100 list came on last night. Um, well, actually, it came on two nights ago, excuse me, su- Sunday night. Um, it's it's on. It was on Monday night, but we recorded this before uh, before it ended, so we weren't able to update it with that. But there was one Steeler that was on the list. We'll talk about him and where the, where the rest of the Steelers that might show up on the list will be right after this. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I am Chris Carter here with Tony Serino. Now, Tony, the top 100's finally here. First of all, I understand there were probably some legitimate reasons with social distancing why the NFL Network couldn't release this earlier, but this would have been so good to have for the like past three months when we were just making up content. <laughs> Thanks a lot, NFL. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, NFL. You really, you all you did was just was just make things harder for us. Uh, but uh, but now they're cramming it all in. As I previewed this with yesterday's yesterday's episode, and uh, what came on with uh, Sunday night, they revealed uh, 100 through 71 of all the ranked players, and one Steeler came across, and that was Cam Hayward at number 84. Mm-hmm. And there has been a lot of reactions to this stuff. And with Steelers fans, as you imagine, a lot of it was negative. Yes, yes. And what what I don't understand, though, right, because I I get when we talk about, you know, like, you know, what what was it, like Pete Prisco's list where he left off Minka Fitzpatrick, right? I get the Madden rating stuff. But this is NFL players rating other NFL players. Yeah. Um, So this one, for me, this list, I always take it as more instructive. Now, I think the way that they do this, they have every player, I think, rank their, like, top 20 players, something like that, in the league. And then that that's what makes up the 100 is, you know, because – so you, you there, there are going to be players and there are going to be teams that are, you know, like, in this for their own guys, right? So, like, trying to, like, boost up their own team or their, their teammates and whatnot. But I always take this as more instructive than, like, oh, wow, you know, this, this player got, uh, you know, got shafted or whatnot. I mean, Cam Hayward being 84, obviously that seems low, right? That seems really low because this is a guy – who stepped up his game in a humongous way in the second half. Really, not even the second half. I mean, two, it went down, what, uh, first couple weeks of the year. Um, and then from that point forward, I mean, it was, it was Cam Hayward dominating the defensive line um, on a defense that was one of the best in the league. So 84 seems really low, especially when you consider the fact that Cam Hayward has been as high as in the 40s on this list. I believe it was 2017 when he had 12 sacks. That year, he was, like, in the 40s. Um, so, you know, he—, he what happened? What happened this year that he's only 84? Well, I guess, you know, because he only, he quote unquote, well, he only had eight or nine sacks this year. So he didn't quite get the double digits. And so that's why he's 84. I think the other interesting thing about this list, Chris, is that there's only going to be three Steelers on it total. NFL posted that on Reddit. Well, over the yeah, weekend. Uh, wait, 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 wait to hit us with the spoilers there. Cause that was the next segment. Uh, I was part of the segment. I was uh, going to good sorry, job. Sorry. Tony. sorry. <laughs> but anyway, as Tony just told you on the NFL's Reddit, it's revealed that there will only be three Steelers on this list. And I was debating all, all with yesterday's episode about 
what Steelers might make it? Will they, will they will they give Ben Roethlisberger the Peyton Manning treatment? Because when Peyton Manning missed an entire season, he still made the list. Um, that's definitely out now. Um, will they give, maybe Minka doesn't make it. Maybe Minka just doesn't make the list at all. Maybe this is Pete Prisco 2.0. They've they've already put you know had released the, the footage that shows that they're going to talk about Minka, so he's up there. Um, yeah, but this this to me because if there's three, we know one's Hayward, we know one has to be Watt, we know one has to be Mika Fitzpatrick, right. which right. means no David DeCastro, no Ben Roethlisberger, no Marquise Pouncey, no Joe Hayden, no Stephen Nelton, no none of that. Um, and, and I got and Tony, we were talking about this off air. I thought Joe Hayden might have had a chance because he did have five interceptions, right? He played really well. But then Marshawn Lattimore was like in the 70s. And I was like, oh, God, no, that's yeah. over. No, it was like Marlon Humphrey, 86, Marshawn Lattimore, 76. Okay, Steven Nelson, Joe Hayden, no thanks. You're not uh, – maybe next year. Maybe next year. No, and they both had great years, right? I mean, I think Nelson is kind of in that Ike Taylor underrated mode because he didn't have a bunch of interceptions. But, boy, you look at his passer rating against, and he was tremendous. I think, you know, you look at pro football focus, and they had – I think they had all three Steelers corners, Nelson, Hayden, and uh, and Hilton – all in the top 25 corners in the league. Yeah. Um, so yes, I mean they, you know, they praised him a lot. But again, like I said, it's, it's interesting to see where the players are going to put certain guys, right? Because I was shocked. I was as shocked as anyone to see. First of all, Chris Carson made the list. I don't know if you saw that, Chris. Chris Carson. Yeah, no, I saw back. that. Yeah. That 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 seemed a little crazy to me. Josh Jacobs made the list at 72. I'm interested in this list, man, of where guys like where guys in the league see their peers. Um, and and look. I thought – I don't know who you think the biggest snub is out of the Steelers, you know, the guys who didn't make it. DeCastro not making it is really interesting. Although, look, yep. the, the Steelers themselves offensively had a horrific year. Um, so I get – I get – look, I get why Juju's not on the list, right? Obviously. I, I even get why Ben's not on the list because he was hurt the whole year. I mean, I know there's Peyton Manning, um, and he did make the list that, that one year. Um, so maybe you could have found a way to snuck Ben on, but I, I get it. I totally get it. I don't know, like Bud not making the list at 10 sacks. I, I guess I understand that Hayden's the one to me. I guess is the the biggest snub. Um, but who I don't know. Who, out, of, out of the guys who didn't make it, who do you like most? Think most deserves to make the list? I think David DeCastro. Like with yeah. all the things that he's done over the years, he's been a consistent right guard. He's been a bully. I mean, you could argue that he he's the best player on the offense right now. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, you could argue that he's one of the best guard. I mean, there's, I don't think it's just just an argument. He's one of the best guards in the league. Um, I mean, it just, I think that maybe with players, there was a recency bias with, you know, thinking back, well, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. They, we weren't even thinking about them this year. So they weren't thinking about as many of the Steelers as much, but I just, I just don't know how Kim Hayward, I mean, you objectively look I mean, he's making first team all pros, he's getting recognized and he's been the man for like three straight years now. And already on this list before we've even gotten to the sixties and, and everything, Ahead of Cam Hayward on the defensive line is Miles Garrett, Calais Campbell, Fletcher Cox, and Jarrell Casey of the Titans. Now, I can get if you're saying Calais Campbell for how huge he is, and you know he's because he's also been that guy for quite some time. Miles Garrett, I mean, eh, edge rusher, but he also you know went buck wild and crazy this year. Um, you know, and Fletcher Cox, I mean, he has the reputation. I think that he hasn't been as good as Cam Hayward the past couple seasons, but fine. But Jarrell Casey? Come on, man. Like, you know, just, there's no way in snot that you're telling me that Jarrell Casey's better than Cam Hayward. No. Well, yeah. And, and I, I, you know, it is, it is supposed to be. Now, it's supposed to not be a 
a a, a career award. This is supposed to just be for the the 2019 season, and that's it. But I do think think that in some of these cases, they do take the entire uh, career into into account. Uh, but, but again, I mean, you know, not, not like Cam Hayward hasn't had a fantastic career overall. Um, yeah, man, it's it's interesting where they put Hayward. And I'm interested, I, like like you said, you know, we're not even in the 60s yet, so I want to see who else is going to be ahead of him, and I don't want to see what guards that they're going to start putting above uh, David DeCastro, right? Because I think right now we have Brandon Brooks, and yep. we have um, is, is actually is he the only one so far on the list as far as guards go? So uh, I'm interested to see who they put above some of these players. I mean, cornerbacks that are going to be above Hayden, um, that that'll be interesting. Ed rushers above Bud, uh, you know. I mean, right now Frank Clark is 95. Let me look at Frank Clark and, and what he did last year because he was he was on the Chiefs last year and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl so you have to figure you know he's going to be overrated in a lot of people's minds yeah and he had eight he had eight sacks last year yeah so um, yeah and that Chiefs defense wasn't great you know what I mean like the Steelers defense was great that yeah. Chiefs defense did enough to get by <laughs> right they 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 survived I mean they were they they were able to they were basically what the Steelers had been before the additions of Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick I mean. The defense could get sacks, but it wasn't going to be something you could rely on. You needed a supreme quarterback to take over games like Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, uh, I mean, and again, you look at this list. Josh Allen made the list. Are you telling me Josh Allen's a better quarterback than David DeCastro as a guard? What, right. are, you, what are we saying there? Right. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I totally agree. Josh Allen's what I meant to bring up uh, as another one. It's, like, very shocking that he's on this list. And, again, you know, these are players voting on players. So, how? How did Josh Allen? I'm, I'm really surprised by that. Um, there, there's, yeah, there, there. And as we get, as we get going on this list, and um, you know, because look, we've already got Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. You know, I mean, is Kirk Cousins on this list at all? Do they? Do they? Are there going to be? Are we not going to see Kirk Cousins on this list? And then Josh Allen right now is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins because I know Kirk Cousins is not a big name, but I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback right now than Josh Allen. I mean, absolutely. I just, it's, it's, it's very intriguing to me to see which way, which direction this list goes. Um, Tony, I mean, since this list, I mean, they're, they're doing more tonight. They did more tonight. They're doing, uh, they're doing some more, uh, they're, they're, this finishes on Wednesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're flying right through this thing. It's weird. Yeah. Like you said, this is, this could have been content. They, they spread out throughout the whole quarantine situation. And instead it's like, you know, three a night for a week and we're done. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so silly, but I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll say this though. Um, with, with with everything going on, uh, Tony, uh, since you won't be back on the show before the time this this ends, mm-hmm. uh, where do you think that Minka and Watt will land? Okay, I think Watt has to be top twenty, has to be top twenty. Now I don't know that he actually is going to be top twenty, but I think that's where he should land. And boy, I I, I think Minka should be between the twenties and thirties. Uh, I'm going to guess though that Minka will end up in the forties, and that Watt will end up in the high twenties or thirties. That's I'm- my guess. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be really, really slow on Minka. I think they'll put him in the high forty or the mid, the the, the early forties. I'm sorry, it's like forty to forty four in that yeah. range. And I think that Watt will get somewhere in the in the higher twenties, like twenty five to twenty nine. I think that, those are that's right around where I'm I'm, I'm listing them. Yeah. Um, also, forgot to know with the last segment, the Steelers do report to to camp today, so they're reporting into Heinz Field and getting checked and they're going to have to quarantine for the first two weeks, but they don't practice. They they, they can use facilities, um, but they, they won't, the, the practices on the field won't start until August 17th. So that's more information I forgot to include in the first segment, but we're going to go to a quick break here. When we come back, 
we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the salary cap because there's been more information revealed about how it's playing out tony and i got some thoughts on that right after this is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here. It's the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino. Now, Tony, we got some news on the salary cap, man. And it's that the NFL has come to this agreement with the NFLPA that the lowest that the salary cap will get based on revenue next year for the next four years, is $175 million. Uh, it's, the, it's the floor. They've indicated that that does not mean it w- will be that. If they, if they find that the revenue works or something happened the right way with, you know, if they, if they complete the season and ratings were better and they got more revenue that way, they will – uh, they, they'll find – they'll add – they'll make it higher after that point. They'll renegotiate that. But I think getting a floor for that – that's actually not that bad, all things considered, especially for the Steelers. Yeah, right. I mean, considering that, yeah, th- this could have been way worse if because they're because they're leaving this as a floor, not it's not tied to revenue anymore. As far as like you know, it, it, I, th- I believe it's like a 40, 49 51 split between the players and owners, um, and that's how they make up the salary cap. It's not that anymore. Like this is the floor. So even if revenue were to fall off entirely, let's say they don't play a season at all, um, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to have the salary cap go that far because right. that would yeah that would put a lot of teams in trouble. I mean there's already going to be a ton of teams in trouble at 175. The Steelers are are on that list. But yeah, you're right. I mean this could have been so much worse for the Steelers. Remember, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, but Ben Roethlisberger next year in the final year of his deal, which means you know, there's no like, oh, we can just, you know, uh restructure this and and whatnot. No, they're going to they they have a salary cap um charge next year for Ben Roethlisberger of 41.2 million dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean they could extend that more if Ben wants to. And, and then stretch that money that way. But that's about the only way they can do it because it's the last year. I mean, then same thing for like, you know, Hayden's in the last year of his deal next year. I believe DeCastro's in the last year of his deal. Um, so I think Pouncey's in the last year of his deal. So they got a lot of cap, cap charges coming up. Guys that they could extend, but those are all guys in their 30s now. Um, yeah, the Steelers are not, good, not, not in a good cap space in 2021. I mean, there's a lot of teams in there, but the Steelers are amongst those teams who are going to be hurting next year. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not a. It, it, it to me, it doesn't. It doesn't look like they're actually in in a, in the roughest of spots because you look at how 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 bad it is for some teams out there, and you know you're looking at teams like the Eagles that are that are like over two hundred million dollars in the you know as far as cap space that's been spent up for 2021. Right. Um, if it's 175, I mean that's almost a hundred million dollars of spending that they got to get rid of. Yeah. That's maybe better is, is, is 80 to 75, but the Steelers, you're talking about 14 mil. Here's how you do that. Hey, Ben, you want to play one more year here? Give us a $15 million break. We'll put, we'll pass it on to your next contract and keep you on through 2022. So you'll make even more money. Then we'll make you pay you $30 million that in 2022. Yeah. And uh, we'll just move half your, you know, move a big chunk of that money down the road. Ben says yes. Whoop! You fixed your cap situation. Now I'm I'm not saying that's definitely how it would happen, but I could see the Steelers being like, guys, we got to make stuff happen, and Ben being like, hey, you know what? I played well in 20, uh, 2020. 
I think I can do two more years. Let's let's just add one more year on, and I'll help save y'all some cap space. Yeah. Um, but remember, they only have like 40-something 40, 40 players. 40, I think it's like 41, 42 players uh, under contract. So, I mean, you're talking about no Juju, no Connor, no Bud, right? No uh, Hilton, no yeah. Villanueva, no Hayward. Uh, Banner's gone. Filer's gone. Yeah, there's – I mean, like, they can get under the cap. I agree with you on that. They can definitely get under the cap. But – they don't. They can't sign. I mean, well, someone was asking me this on Twitter. They were saying, like, do you think that there are players who they could get cheaper because a lot of teams are going to be in the same situation, right? Take a take a Bud Dupree or a Juju or Connor yeah. or whatnot. Are these guys going to be able to go out and, and sign mega deals because there's going to be so many teams that, that like the Steelers are in this weird cap space? It's an interesting question. I think the I think honestly the player that I that I gravitated towards most with that question was was Connor to be honest because I think the running back market is already going to be saturated next year and then. You know, Connor, in where he is right now in his career, I mean, unless he has a, an incredible bounce back year, I don't know that he's going to go out and get paid so much. Um, so maybe he's a guy the Steelers could could bring back, uh, even though I think he's the one, maybe if you had asked this question six months ago, I think we all would have said, like, no, Connor's the one out of those guys who I think is definitely not going to be back in 2021. No, that's, that's, that's the thing, uh, that's the thing Tony. Like, I look at this and I'm like, man, like, if, if, the, if, the, if 175 is the situation – you're talking about the craziest free agency period, maybe of all time, because already as it stands right now, based off of, you know, when you go to over, overthecap.com, players that are technically free agents going into the 2021 season after this year, you got Dak Prescott, you got Phillip Rivers, you got AJ Green, Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Judon, Leonard Williams, Shaquille Barrett, the guy that, 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 that he was up there in, in sacks last year. Bud Dupree, we we know of here. Patrick Peterson, Allen Robinson, Russell Okun, T.Y. Hilton, David Bakhtari, Larry Fitzgerald. Well, I mean, he's old. I don't know why I said that. Keenan Keenan Allen, Olivier Vernon, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, Cameron Hayward. I mean, the whole point. Richard Sherman. Geez, this is just the people now. Imagine what it's going to be like when teams have to cut those other players. It's going to be a frenzy. And it and and. If it's at 175, teams are going to be like, I don't know, I can't do this, man. You're going to have to come down on your price tag, Mr. Man. And right. uh, I could see this turning really so, – so the NFL needs the revenue to at least stay to at least stay where it's at right now. And um, – excuse me. And I, I do think that if, if we get to that point, it, there may be some crazy deals dealt out. And who knows? Maybe the Steelers find a way to snag a really good player that boosts them from that. But – it also means they might lose other really good players that we've grown to uh, to depend on. Yeah, and let's be clear, right? Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan have done a spectacular job well, up until this point of negotiating these contracts and negotiating the salary cap in such a way that every year the Steelers are right up against it, but you know they made it work, right? And they field the team every year that is competitive or, or more than competitive. So um, yeah, they've done a great job. And I and I look if, if there's if there's people you want to trust to make this work going into next year, even though the Steelers and, and remember that they, they like every NFL team structured their cap in such a way that in 2021, everyone expected a big boost in the cap. They didn't, no one expected it to go down essentially right. $30 million, right? Which is where it's going now or 25, whatever it is. Um, no one expected this going into next year. So you can't blame them for where the, for where the Steelers are going to be next year. But if there's people that you want to trust to get the Steelers out of this, to figure out a way to make this team stay competitive into 2021, but you know retain some of these players or at least replace those players with with uh, with guys on the cheap that that can uh, fill in. 
I trust Kevin Colbert, and I especially trust Omar Khan and what he's done with the salary cap in the last couple years. So, I mean, in that way, you have to just trust in the organization itself and, and, and given their, their track record that it's going to be tough. I think, I think the, the, the thing you brought up, Chris, about extending Ben Roethlisberger for an extra year, even if, even if he says, hey, man, I only really want to play one more year, you know, I think you got to say, well, listen, Ben, you got, we got to do something here because we can't pay you 41, right? Yeah. You're, the, you're the one that's hanging out there. Because I think the other thing is, like, if Ben is let's – let, let's say this. If Ben Roethlisberger does not want to take a pay cut or does not want to extend out for another year um, – and then the Steelers are in a situation where they are looking at cutting major players on the team, right? For, for salary cap reasons, they're going to have to like cut Hayden or someone or, or someone like that. Then I think what you may end up in a situation where the Steelers go to Ben Roethlisberger and say, look, either you, you have to take this extension or we have to cut all these players. And, and, you know, maybe he just ends up retiring at that point. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a, a semi forced retirement. Cause yeah. by the way, Ben Roethlisberger getting Ben Roethlisberger retiring after this year, also puts the Steelers in a in a very good uh, cap situation. So, um, yeah. So that that that's another thing that could happen here because yeah, I mean they they can't go into next year with, with where they are now, especially considering how many big name players are going to lose. Um, so they they got to do something. But I do I trust that that Colbert and Khan will will make this work and that the Steelers in 2021 will not they're not going to be bottoming out or anything like that. So Tony's take here is who are you going to call? Colbert and Khan. Exactly. Got him. Got him. Tony, thanks so much. You're always the man on the show. Thanks for coming through. Let people know where they can follow you and uh, check out more of your good work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on YouTube. It's a roundtable show called AFC North Talk. Uh, right now, during you know the the uh, run up to preseason uh, or I guess run up to training camp, there's no preseason this year. Uh, we're ranking each of the positions within the division. So this week we are doing. Uh, well, we're doing the we're doing the ones that Steelers fans probably don't want to hear about. It's running back and offensive line. I mean, the offensive line for the Steelers is good. Running back I mean, the room's not great right now, but there's a lot of hope that Connor can go back healthy. So we're going to be discussing that on AFC North Talk. Give it a look. It's on YouTube. Search AFC North Talk. Absolutely. And you guys know you can find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Follow me and I'll follow you back. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show out. If you do so and leave a positive comment, I will read your comment on the show and give you a shout-out. Thanks so much for supporting the show. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.